1: Hello, Internet. This is Chase Redshirt king Wassenaar and welcome to a very special edition of the Rough Drafts podcast. We've got another interview for you guys today, uh, someone that we've wanted to talk to for a while now. And of course, when I say we, I am referring to my good friend, uh, Walter C.D. fed Chuck Walter, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty great.
0: This is going to be our, our second European co-owner interview so I'm very excited that we're branching into and we have some some new friends over on the continent of Europe
1: yeah and and that person today is Yos uh, Jos Malent how are you doing man
2: I'm fine how are you <laughs> uh, good <laughs> good to see you it's a uh, big distance second owner of of a team I like uh, your invitation uh, I saw Marty doing and I said okay what he can do I can do as well.
1: <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, like I mean that's that's been the way it's uh you guys will have to see for yourselves in uh this week. I guess it'll be uh by the time people are watching this, you guys will have already played Splay, so we'll have the Battle okay. of Rough Drafts guests this week. Um, but uh for for now, uh thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh let's start with the basics because some people uh, might not know who you are and what it is that you do. So what exactly is your role within the Unicorns of Love? Uh, what do you do on a regular basis? Uh,
2: my my main purpose in Unicorns is being f- the father. <laughs> the father <laughs> of the team, not only of the coach. And... Um, yeah, I had to go a little bit back to the start of the Unicorns to explain my, my position. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Unicorns, when they were playing in Challenger, were just a bunch of friends playing together with no organization, no backup. Uh, beside some of my personal uh, backup, booking flights and and. Uh, Uh, pre-financing things and then when they went into the promotion and uh, got an LCS spot then they got a lot of offers of of quite famous branch uh, brands with with all kind of interesting contracts where I then said okay uh, guys when you do that then you are you lose your spot in two or three months' time. In, in at least a split time, you are gone and you're not playing anymore and other people will take over. So let's start a own organization uh, because the name Unicorns of Love, they loved it. So the team discussed this and they said, okay, we go the hard way and maybe also the... Lower financial way, but from the other side, with more security to the po- job position. So I, I found that the company took over the CEO job, uh, pure for tax and contract reasons, and uh, and that I thought, okay, once a week I do something, and this was completely <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Quite a big job in the meantime and um, the first things was uh, we started with unicorns from from scratch with nothing, we didn't know what LCS was, we didn't know about really coaching structures, we didn't know about having a gaming house, uh, how to live together, people all lived at home. So uh, the first thing was uh, me looking in Berlin for a gaming house and convincing landlords to 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 give uh, very big apartments to rent a big apartment to five or six young people in the age of seventy, twenty 20, and saying no, no, these are computer nerds, not party people. <laughs> Nothing will happen. Yeah, the only thing noise you will hear is the. Mechanical uh, keyboards, but that's it. And this is difficult. It was a difficult start. Uh, we had to learn everything from zero, and um, but we we mastered it, and that's also where we're very proud. And my position now is to keep the financial side, okay, the contractual side, the tax, and and uh, see that we get. an normal growth without too much booby traps.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean that's something that you guys have been very successful with. And I want to get back to the beginning of that story because it is kind of an uh unprecedented or at least very rare thing to see when we talk about teams in the LCS most of them nowadays have either gotten uh investors to come in or maybe they've gotten uh you know, they've been bought out by other organizations over time, but you know, you, you said you kind of saw just when they entered the league that there was a very clear direction that the people they could have gone to were going to push them in, and you thought it was really important to go a different way. So what is it you were seeing, and what was it, you know what were those early days like as you're just trying to figure all this out from scratch?
2: Uh, <clears throat> yeah, difficult. It's, um, in the beginning, of, of course, the players wanted to play together. And they, were, and they liked the name Unicorns of Love and they didn't want to give it away for a team, someone. And um, that was one of the first reasons. And the second one is that we already saw that most organizations at that time was a little bit more Wild West as today. But most organizations are only caring to take over an LCS spot. And of the original roster is still a board or not, it's not important. So you have the three three original player rule in, in in the LCS. So when going from challenger to LCS, at least three players, I believe three or two, three players three. I would has to stay on the origin from the original roster. But even then, taking the risk that losing two players of the original roster was something they didn't like, they didn't want to do. And uh, having the my experience with with running companies, I said, okay, it's not a problem. We can open a an, uh, limited, and uh, we, we start, and we will see how far we come, and maybe we get relegated in the. After the spring split, we didn't know anywhere. How good are we? Where are we set uh, set up? Do we have? Um, no, nah, I, I I I know they would not have stage uh, jitters because they were already. I was with the guys in IEM in, in San Jose, and they like uh, to be on stage. So okay, hmm. I, I know that would be fine, but you. You had SK and you had Elements or Alliance at that time. Uh, just recalled, and you were looking with big, big eyes and said, "Okay, these are fanatic big names and and unicorns. We start. Maybe we will survive. Maybe we will go out. So uh, we don't know. Let's let's go for it." And um, yeah. Yeah,
0: worked out. (laughs) It it did did work out. You guys ended up second in that spring split. You lost that very very close series to to Fnatic, and I think that's a great point you bring up that the Unicorns of Love don't seem to shirk the big stage. We've seen them perform at you know, a couple of different IEM events now where they won the most recent one that was in IEM Oakland. Um, they took second at the first IEM that was in San Jose. They're consistently a team that does appear on the larger stages and have consistently gotten to the playoffs. And what's it like? So so the story, basically, the guys all wanted to stay together. What's it been like running this company With Sheepy, what's it been like running it as a family, which really seems like the primary cause for creating the team was that the players wanted to stay together. They had this sort of, you know, familial bond.
2: Uh, The first reason, or say, there are several perspectives. One of the players, one of Sheepy, one of mine. From the players was uh, they wanted to play the game, Mm -hmm. mainly, and they want to be as long as possible in the LCS and not booted out by an organization. That was their concern. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shibu had uh, in mind to build up an organization for longer and and having his own play style and his own saying in how to play League. Mm -hmm. Um, And I read through the contracts offered and said, okay, this is nonsense! This is taking away young guys, the only asset they have. And I could not uh, let it go like that and say to my son, okay, sign this kind of document because it was unfair to say it in a diplomatic way. <laughs> not all of the contracts, but most of them. Yeah. And uh, so... <clears throat> It, it generally I said okay what what those organizations can do we can do as well salaries at that time were still low uh, there was nothing offered at all uh, even worse the players should still work as independent so all the risks was on the players itself no health mm-hmm. insurance nothing mm-hmm. and um, and this was not the way I my opinion, to set up an organization and to put young people in. Uh, um, the, I have quite an, what you call, a quite uh, own opinion about how to deal with young people. And, and when just a player of 17 or 18 years has an, uh, a week or two bad... Um, bad results and is not really delivering you should give him also 2 or 3 weeks time to uh, repair this problem or to solve the problem and to show the people he can uh, take care and he can deliver so when when young people are coming into difficult situations, and then you say, okay, you're now you're benched and you get out of the team two or three weeks because you're playing and uh, not as it should be, then these guys, mostly, it's the end of the of the career or can be such a psychological um, hit that they can't deal with it. And I think as a parent which I mainly are, you should give young people also the chance to solve the problems they have and to grow with it and to show, hey, also I can solve it and people believe in me and I I have the support. And this is what one of the philosophies we have at Unicorns. We never bench people without giving them a, a second or a third chance
1: yeah I mean there's uh there's a lot to be said about the loyalty that you've shown players in that regard, just you know patience and allowing them to develop and see what their potential really would be and there's something to be said about the loyalty that they've shown back as a result. you know there aren't a lot of times that we see players you know leaving right away, obviously, you guys have been able to hold on to uh and and Hillisang for uh forever now, and that's just those are the kind of players that usually we would see leave for, you know, bigger money or maybe a a team name that maybe is a little bit, you know, that comes from a more traditional esports franchise. And that just doesn't happen with you guys the way that it has happened to teams like Rockat in the past. Um, So what is it that you guys try to do to make up for the smaller staff and, and maybe some of the, you know, at least when you were earlier on, the less funding that you had compared to some of those other bigger organizations that you were turning down? I uh, I I I think it's
2: I have to correct there we we had a lot of people leaving our organization. Uh most of the people who left unicorns were leaving on their own on their own decision. This is also what I don't like when I hear a uh, lot of casters or, or specialists or analysts talking about the unicorns and all the people, uh, all the roster changing changes we are going through. These roster changes are mostly initiated by the players leaving us mm-hmm. because they think after a split they can. They are so good they can make big money somewhere, or mm-hmm. I don't know what else reasons. Uh, the exception we have is Hillesang, Stravis uh, Galabov, and Thomas Kiss Vizichachi, who are core founders with, with Sheepy of the Unicorns. Uh, or, say, one or two months later, when when he started the Unicorns, they mm-hmm. joined. And they are, besides very good friends of, of, of Sheepy, They also have a little bit different view on life, a little bit more mature, uh, I believe mature view on life, and that they say, okay, we know what we have, Uh, we can go for the big money, but the big money can also mean the big risk to to fall down completely. And when you see uh, the people who left the unicorns, most of them are struggling. And some of them have to be very careful that this is not the end of the career when they don't deliver this year it could be could be gone and and this is again playing for the unicorns and the delivering on a certain level uh means you have a quite solid position. yeah, we are not sitting there every split and saying, "Oh." let's see how we can combine different players today and or tomorrow and we have better results or different results or yeah uh, or we don't have any investors in the background uh, screaming and saying oh the progress is too slow we need to have better results throw more money get bigger names change it so it's it's i think it's an it interaction with with uh, chachi and with hilly on personal level, but also giving them an, a familiar safety. No matter what happens with these guys, we will take care about them. And uh, uh, when Chachi or, or Hilly would leave tomorrow, I w- I would sit in the corner and cry because <laughs> they, they are. I don't want to say sons because the I have not. So I'm not that often in Berlin, but. I would do everything for these guys, and I think also the other way around. So it would be very, very painful to lose them.
1: Yeah, and uh, I mean, they've been such a fundamental part of the identity of the team. I can totally understand that feeling, and I'm I'm thinking back through all the guys that you have – had to rotate through over the years, and the one name that really stands out as someone who was an original part of the team and someone who was seen as an essential part of the team at the time was Kikis. Uh Obviously, so huge when you guys were innovating early on, um, and there's a lot of fans. You know, when we were, you know, we got invited to the Unicorns of Love International Fan Club uh, by a couple people, and. They always, uh, I believe, the words that they used were "it was a dark time for the unicorns of love." So, can you maybe uh, touch on that? You know what that was like. Uh, you know, was that a similar kind of wait when he left, or, or was that you know, what, what was there anything particularly uh, different about that particular move?
2: Um, yeah, Kickers joined after we uh, entered the LCS, so he was not one of the core members. He he came after uh we had Chippy as, as jungler before and then he was re, uh, he he went to the coaching and managing job and and then came and then had decided for uh to follow school and, and finish his studies which is absolutely uh, uh reasonable uh, argument to not <laughs> to to leave a team and um then Julius came and and did well, uh, but was not completely harmonizing. And then we we pick up Kickers, and Kickers was a crazy one. I mean, he had enormous, uh, enormous um, experience. He he was on a lot of teams. He had an, he could play more or less every champ, and and most of them even very good, and. Um, yeah it was a lot of harmonizing and was going very well and then he left at the end because of I can't say exactly there were several reasons uh, not feeling that he had enough influence about the play style till he was a very hard working guy or he's still I think a very hard working guy, and he he thought some members was not doing as they should do. And uh, finally he said, I I want to go, I I want to leave tomorrow more or less. And uh, so he he played then another one or two games and left and we we took horror on board. And um, to be honest, was uh, a slap in the face, was hard, was difficult for us. We still have a very good relationship with uh, Kickers. Me personally, uh, Sheepy, my my family still. Um, we are not not angry with him not at all. It's it's a decision. He didn't feel happy, and and when people are not happy, and this is going too emotional, then it's better to say okay, stop. Um, and leaving Kickers was also for us an opportunity to change a lot, which is not maybe recognized, but when Horo came, Horo had a completely different view about how to play League as the unicorns, which had always this called chaos style, which Mm. I don't see as chaos style, but more about that maybe later. Moro had a completely different opinion and showed Chippy a lot of things. And, and had, they had a lot of discussions, long, long discussions. And Chippy learned a lot of him. And this is also with the Unicorns, also with Hilly and Chachi. There's nothing happening in the team without their saying. yeah. It's, it's always discussions, how to do this, how to do that. Which people do we take? What's happening? So the the team is always have all the players have a voice and it's listened. And normally the decisions are taken by coach and team together. There's nothing which we do. There's no player leaving because the coach is saying, okay, we have doing, we have to, to, to bench somebody. Or there's no play style coming just because the coach say this is, an effort of team and coach together, so when kickers left <coughs> and and horror came, the Korean way of playing League of Legends was of course a little bit different as the unicorn style and um, and so leaving uh, kick is leaving cost us i think a world's position, yeah I think we mm. could have go to worlds um from the other hand also helped us to find a different way and grow as as team and as as coach and i think at the end was good he left uh, not because i don't like him but uh, not because i think he was bad on the team no no when he would stay it would be maybe even better as leaving but the moment he left, we were upset. We were, it was bad for us, but on the long term, it was the best what could happen because then we had uh, Shibi got completely different insight about how to play league from a Korean, intelligent, very intelligent player. And, and it's a pity Horo had some personal issues and could not return to Europe because we would love, love to keep him on the team. And then, uh, so that, that was kickers. the, but, uh,
0: that's, that's pretty, that's like pretty incredible to hear, you know, both sides, you obviously admitting that at the time it, it was awful. It really, like you said, it probably cost you a world spot, but then looking at it and going, but it may have been the best thing that ever happened to us. If you told, you know, analyst Walter that in, in, uh, you know, summer of 2015, that, Kikis leaving the unicorns of love would be the the best thing that ever happened to us. I, I would have called you crazy. I never would have expected that.
2: Yeah, it's it, it's it's also, um, it's not when somebody when a player leaves two weeks before playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's it's worst worst yeah. situation you can yeah. have. And again, losing Kikis as character as person is not good. Mm-hmm. This was not 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 something i i even now like afterwards but out of this situation came a lot of pressure and came also different care people and different view. and you have just to see the the when people like sheepy uh, by the way i'm my normal job is doing research and development of of and that means Every time you come for a difficult situation, you are trained and everything is done to find a solution and to find new solutions mm-hmm. and to find different ways as other people. And this is the same with sheepy. On the moment you come into a situation where you have to do changes mm-hmm. and you have to do um, <clears throat> maybe go to another direction. Uh, you have, when you're forced to it, you will do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, you can stop. Right. It, when it, you are in a situation as we were with the unicorns, we were sitting there quite well. We did second in the spring split. Everybody was thinking, oh, things are going pretty well, you know, and, and it was all too much comfort zone. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: And And, you know, it is one of those things where Uh, How you learn and grow through those kind of moments of adversity really says a lot about an organization in the long run. Those are the lessons that kind of, as you're noting, they really stick with you and help, you you know, improve in the long run. So I just, just to get a little bit more uh, in depth with that idea, what are the things that you've noticed, you know, just, you know, as, as the CEO and also as, you know, Sheepy's dad, like what are the big changes that you've seen in, uh, in him and in the team as you guys have kind of learned these lessons since you first entered in 2015? What are the biggest changes you've seen?
2: Um, <clears throat> I think there are several ones. And again, from different point of views. Um, the first thing is, with, with leaving Kick is, um, we had to change also the play style. Then Power left for Better Job and OG. Which I absolutely uh, could follow. I, I, we talked about, it and I said you would be crazy not to take it because OG was, at that time, really good, and right. uh, he, he got paid more. And I mean, when people want to leave and they get a good offer, uh, it's 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 not always the best to say stay. Everything is better here. There's you have to be realistic. So he he left as well. And um so we had no we had no uh, mid laner, we had no um, jungler and uh fardax, we, we had some tests with Fardax and other AD carries and then the rest of the team decided that uh to, to bench Fardax. Also difficult because as again as somebody who a little bit more distance and handling everything. I liked uh, Pontus very much. And um, so then you were saying there and then you're sitting there as father and say, oh, how does Sheepy handle this? Uh, How? Because also sponsoring. He wasn't that time. He was the coach. He was manager. He was handling sponsor contracts. He, He had all to do. Mm. and uh, then Romain came in the second split as well so that helped a lot um, which was also a big big help but then 2016 was for us big question marks um, and we got Steelback and Steelback also had a very special view about how to play League of Legends we, we got Fox which is n- Foxes and uh, a big teddy bear. We call. always <laughs> called him. He is. He is a nice guy, to uh, be honest, and he's talking more as on the camera, and he he's a very very good player. Uh, I think he's one of the most underrated uh, mid Um uh, But okay, <clears throat> uh, Steelbeck had a very different view as well, or say not a different, but he had. Very in, intelligent things, and again, he sheepy learned a lot. And then we got Diamond Prox. Although he got offers from other teams, but with higher salaries, he chose to go for us because of the team structure. And Diamond was is such a lovely guy. I never, I don't know if you ever met him, but Diamond is really, really nice personality. And he was, he was the biggest loss for us because he was. He had all the experience. He was the veteran, uh, what you call the the uh, we called veteran. Uh, he he was the one with the experience, holding things together and saying, "Oh guys, uh, yeah yeah, that was not such a good um, map playment." But we when we change this now and now and now in the game, yeah, he just got it. He got the wins. He he was really really experienced. And um, and that was another stage where we changed. But what also changed were, at the same time, the professionalism, uh, the meta changed. So it was different. It was going away more and more from team fights to more team play. Mm -hmm. And you had the lane swaps and this kind of things. And then the same time also the salaries (laughs) got (laughs) higher and higher and uh, it's difficult for a small organization to get everything done at the same time so we had to learn with a new team, we had to learn to play League of Legends different and we had to uh, suck up more money from somewhere to pay our players at least a compatible salary. Mm And um, that mean that was also one of the things where we said, okay, 2016 will be for us a year where we want to see that we get established play style in, in the unicorns, that we get our own mix between the K-style mm-hmm. and the Korean style of controlled playing. And... Uh, and also set up the roster in such a way that we keep it at least a year, and this is what we tried to do in spring. And then the visa problem came, and this was terrible. This was terrible.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, br- it broke my heart. I I've <laughs> yeah. been watching League of Legends since season one. I you know watched Moscow Five and Gambit grow and watched Diamond grow as a jungler. And when I yeah. saw that he couldn't play for you guys, like I at that moment I was still. Totally not on board. I was still questioning. I didn't understand, you know, the Steelback move. I didn't understand the Fox move. Like, I'll admit that. But then when you guys announced Diamond Prox, I was like, okay, like I want to watch more Diamond Prox. And then you guys yeah. had, a, you know, a few games where you played very, very well. And then Diamond has to go back to Russia, and it, it crushed me. Just yeah. crushed me as a fan. So I, I can only imagine, you know, you guys with that thought in mind of this is going to be our roster for all of 2016, having then to... Go through, you know, three or four junglers. Yes, it's.
2: I mean, it's. I'm so feeling so sorry uh, for uh, for Pox because just because he has Russian nationality, he can't play League in a professional way in Europe as he should do, and and this is such a waste of talent and personality. But I tried everything. We had talks with embassies, and we have talked with with. Uh, it's not only the embassy it's also the agency for for the work a working agency in germany and we had meetings and flew uh, flying to russia and and we did everything possible to get a visa but it and and wasn't the attention of the highest people in berlin which was maybe not so good because then I could not do any fake anything. I mean, put him on a university as a university student, and then he could work half weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have always some 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 things around, but in this was it was nothing to do. It was no possibility to get him to Germany, and um, and that break us. Personally, break my heart as well, and and not only us, but also Sheepy, because they these two came along very very well, and they had big things in mind, and also different strategies and different compositions. And I mean, this was really Diamond and, and Sheepy were uh, was a good combination, <laughs> <laughs> and and Steelback we picked up steelback he was hard working and we believed that he is an excellent ADC and it just give him a second chance and also give him or what's called second chance but just take him in the team and and Find a way to play with him, and Hilly. Hilly is one of the best supports, when not the best support, and and he has his moments where you say, okay, but in total, he's one of the most solid and aggressive uh, supports. And and Hillesang we said, must be one of the best bot lanes. Mm-hmm. Fox as as absolutely solid uh, player in the mid lane who can keep his lane also without resources. I think this squad could have done in 2016, especially summer split, could have done really wonders. Could have brought in completely different stuff. Uh, but yeah, was the dream ended very early?
1: Well, you know, and to be fair, 2016, you're still, you know, you were one game away from worlds, right? You know, if that split yeah. series goes the other way in regionals. And it did go to a full five games, you know. And I, of course, I you know I could theorycraft for forever how much Diamond would have worked on that team. I've personally I've worked with the guy when I was a coach in uh, in Istanbul. I've got nothing but positive things to say about him. Uh, I think most yeah. people in the scene who know him do. Yeah. Um, but you, you touched there a little bit about how you know you weren't necessarily able to always match uh, step for step as far as the rise of player contracts go. Um, you know, as salaries kind of increased. That's something that was always you know, something that you had to deal with, just a market factor that affected things. And you do have a smaller staff and obviously Romaine came in, you mentioned him and, you know, I think everyone loves him and the unicorn hat and the, the abs and his whole thing going, I'm sure, you know, there's a certain portion of the fan base that just has to love him and everything. Uh, how do you, you know, how else do you try to, you know, make up for those kind of things that maybe you don't have the same resources as a, um, you know some of the bigger orgs, like what are the little things you guys try to do on a day to day basis? Uh,
2: we have good pancakes with Nutella.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry,
1: that's what the <laughs>
0: signing bonus is.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, it's it's very important. Um, no, I, I, I think it's this uh, we, we're looking for a play team who can play together well and is. Is mainly focused on on well to get results, to get as far as possible, and to work in a in a nice environment and a familiar style. And when they come and say, "Okay, the first sentence is how much is the salary," we drop them <laughs> <laughs> because it's it makes no sense. It's also in my own. Uh, company in the past when people just come for the money then they should go again because it's it's not this, the way and um, there are always companies paying, paying better as always and that doesn't mean that they always have the better results and at least with the unicorns the players could be sure that they can uh, do one thing and that's play their own style. They can do as best as possible. This, when they say, "Okay, uh, for me it's better to play this 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 way in the team," then the team will adapt and say, "Okay, let's see how we can solve this. Yeah, how we can do and achieve this." So that you are playing in your own style. That's also with power. Power played on the unicorns much better or different as an OG. And this is not because power is is now worse. I think power has grown as a player, but he had different resources, different st- play style on OG around. And, and this is something what I believe is why a lot of players shine very bright on, on the unicorn squad, just because they can play their own style. And I think... A lot of people recognize this. It's not only because they get five K five more somewhere, and uh, and I, I I think it's also questionable how much is a player worth. I mean, okay, Faker is is an exception. Having Faker on your team means all the. Uh, likes and all the media uh, hype and and beside of what he brings as player but also he brings tons of fans and reputation and recognition but again I doubt of Ronaldo is really worth 70 million or or what he get for two years or three years I also doubt of a player is worth 500,000 or 200,000 or 300,000 in a game which is more and more a team playing game and not individual game in S2, S3, when you played, you had the insane mechanics. You could carry a game completely one versus nine. Nowadays, it's completely impossible. You can, you can be mechanically gifted and the best understanding. You still lose games when you, uh, when your um, teammates are not doing the, the game well, or when you are not understanding the matter. And, um, so what we offer them, we, we offer them a solid place. They can make mistakes. They can grow. They get time to grow. And the salary is not so bad at our position. And we also pay the, from the beginning, they got, uh, employee contracts with all the beneficials. Also the costs, Costs, but also the beneficials, and not having problems that they get the tax uh, agent for the in front door one day. And um, it is th- this is one, but the the best they get is at least one IEM a year and playoffs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but because this is what we uh, achieve every year, every year again, and and. I think for young people like Exile uh, and now Xerxe and also Xamux, it's ideal to start on on, uh, unicorns. I'm, I'm really convinced that Exile starting on another roster would have been benched after two or three weeks with all the negative Reddit comments and everybody, also you guys, talking about Exile as if he doesn't know how to play. We, I watched him. I, I'm watching a lot of uh, tryouts and plays, and and after a couple of hours seeing him playing, I called Sheep and said, take him. He's he's." unbelievable good and uh, Sheepy said yeah he, he doesn't know how to where to stay on the map and this and that but we will teach him yeah so but this will take time but I, I think the difference is we we see the players as they can be or they will be after a couple of weeks of learning and growing this is how we see them when we talk to them today I, I know how good they will be in a couple of weeks and this is how and when they make mistakes they make mistakes and when things go wrong it's go wrong but when Cirksa comes and say okay let me play uh I don't know
0: rumble uh,
2: jungle I, yeah, <laughs> eh? R- rumble jungle is okay that's already meta but when he comes and say Mordekaiser jungle oh, <laughs> I don't know yeah And and he he shows he can handle it. Why not? Why should you not go? And then you say, okay, what will fit exactly to this? And this is the style of the unicorns that we say, we are not playing, uh, we're not making team compositions just different to be different to others. But we say, okay, when you combine Ivan with Lulu and with Poppy, and then give Caitlin and, and then you have so much possibilities. Right. Uh, the team has to understand what's ha- happening, and the team has to be intelligent enough to know what are the beneficials, but also what are the backdraws, and play around this. And, and this is something, the strength, the unicorns always had, or in the time of kickers, but especially now, and and when you look at our players, they are all smart, smart guys who understand the team, uh, understand the way to play the the game very well. And um, we are not playing off-meta champs. We are playing more off-meta combinations. I think that's that's the a better statement. Uh, mm. We, we play off-meter champions, but different and a different combination.
0: I, I would I would definitely say that this this iteration, seeing the Rumble coming out of the jungle, seeing all these you know interesting combinations, Xerxie being one of the first in Europe to really embrace and want to play Ivern um, in the professional scene, it does remind me of Kikis unveiling Twisted Fate Jungle at IEM and killing TSM with it. It does harken back to the the origins of, of Chaos style. And I know you have kind of, you kind of roll your eyes at it. And I view it more as a term of endearment by now. Because the Unicorns of Love do have such a distinct style on the rift, a distinct personality, a distinct chutzpah almost. When you guys play, if you show me two compositions, nine times out of ten, I can say, that's the Unicorns of Love. That's their composition. I might not know exactly what Sheepy's thinking, and I might go, you're kind of crazy. Why'd you let these certain picks through? But I I remember when when Chachi played Poppy before the rework. When everyone was convinced Poppy was the absolute worst champion in the game, and he brought it out as a counterpick to Maokai. Why would you ever do that? And then he shows why. And I think that in and of itself is part of the essence of unicorns yeah, of counter pick against mundo because mundo mundo, yeah. mundo could
2: not do anything at poppy and 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 Chachi played a lot of poppy mm-hmm. in solo queue and also now in, in in yeah in solo queue and ranked games before they were in challenger we still had the um, ranked games on the ladder mm-hmm. He played a lot of poppy, nobody played poppy, and he was excellent in poppy. He was one of the best poppy players. I think he's still one of the he's still the best poppy player in europe but okay and um <clears throat> but the I think the chaos style is not invented the word is not invented and also not correctly describing what we did as unicorns mm-hmm. and i I can tell you why. Uh, the twisted faith thing. They worked about one and a half months on that. Mm-hmm. Was not something which came by uh, some some genius idea two hours before. Mm-hmm. This they worked about one and a half months on this composition and playing. And uh, the unicorns beloved love uh, Unicorns always believed that playing with more action and aggressive is is bringing more effort is doing endless endless rotations and going for left to right and back again and another tower and two kills and 45 minutes and then something happens and the game was decided they believe that action from the pure from the beginning did uh, did the job and having different team compositions and play around play a chaco game or an, an uh, flash beer slab game <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you have to you have the whole team has to work with this yeah it's not only one player yeah. so but for analysts and and I mean think about the the San Jose I was there I I, I did the drive and hotel reservation and everything because uh, we had to pay everything ourselves to come there um uh, then you have sitting there Monte Cristo, and you have sitting all the big shots, and they are telling how good TSM are, and you have Reddit, who is telling you since two weeks about how how much we will be stomped, and it's the question is how quickly will we lose against TSM, and it's the same on the analyze when you look at still and the TF game, and you see the analyze there, they. St- they're just talking about how high TSM will win from the unicorns, mm-hmm. yeah? And then TSM was dumpstered. I mean, really. They yep. they lost the first and second game and nothing
0: was as before. Didn't see it
1: coming. Yeah, that was Walter's yeah. favorite IEM, by the way, yeah. uh, in case yeah. you're curious. <laughs> I
0: think I think this current one has been surpassed. Yeah.
1: surpassed. But,
2: but for all the analysts, they made a very, they lost face. They really lost face. And and this has happened then, not once, but second, the third, and the fourth time. And then it's, of course, very... Uh, it's not so easy to say, okay, I lost face. I, I did completely wrong. I didn't see it coming. These people are playing more intelligent as I thought. Maybe my always favorite Korean-style chess play um, League of Legends style is not the only one. Maybe there's also other one. So how I didn't see it coming. So I call it chaos style. Chaos style. It's it's not something uh, really. And and this is something which I we still are working with. Uh, where we still suffering from from this chaos style name because it's not chaos style. It was very well. Planned, uh, and and a lot of things we do at the unicorns are are not chaos. It's really planned, mm-hmm. and 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 also a an half naked unicorn on the on the stage <laughs> is a planned action. Yeah? <laughs> um, but we we see a lot of things different, and the team has the freedom to do what they want. We have no investors, we have no business plan, how much money the team has to generate or how much uh, profit the, the the organization have to make in, in the next four, or five or ten years. We have no planning about it. The only plans we have is to get as far as possible with our team in the League of Legends to get the Worlds and one day beat a Korean team like SKT, I'm not saying it will happen, but <laughs> this is our plan, you know, and and this is the only thing they should look for. And my job as 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 CEO is to see that I can get this financed and get this all uh, set up on enormous uh, of on on a solid solid base. That's that's my job. But it's not my job to say, okay, the we have to earn now one and a half million this year because I have to pay off some investors. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm working already two years uh, now, the third year, without any salary, just a supporting act for, for my son and the team because the money we get is all going to the players or to, to the gaming house. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then you ask, we, we are paying competitive because we have no overhead. Mm-hmm. My daughter is doing the shop. And and uh it's a completely family business. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well so so you bring up finances and I wanna tie in a, a quote from from the managing director of, of Laguire uh sports and tie it into something that you said earlier about how you look at players and you give them you look at their potential and you give them a chance, you know, maybe maybe you know, two weeks in they aren't doing great, but you give them that chance because you know that they can succeed and they can be thus. And the managing director said that the unicorns of love has the potential to become a leading brand in esports. And this is the big news that this week, and that's why you coming on ties in so great. This is one of your first major sponsor or major business deals, uh, yeah, publicly major. So, so tell us a bit. How did this come to be? How does this? Does it change your philosophy at all? Does this now give you this? Okay, well now that we have some money coming in, or now that we have this partnership, we need to adjust our ideas to not just focusing on the, the gaming aspect. What you know, tell us a little bit about that.
2: Um, <clears throat> no, not not at all. Changing anything in our philosophy or in our name or logo or what else it was it was um, talked about on Reddit. It's um, mm-hmm. It's, it's this. We, you, I'm a little bit older. I'm maybe one of the oldest guys in eSport. and I've seen a lot of things in my life. And you can only sell things once. You you can't. Um, Therefore, you have to know exactly which train to jump on or which train should leave without you. And I think, in the meantime, the organization has grown enough internal. Sheepy having his strategy and his own playstyle together with the team. Uh, so from the player side, from the team side, we have grown, we have learned so much. It's working. It's, it's solid. We will have our ups, we have our downs, but we, I think we can at least always play in the top. Of course, depends when when tomorrow all five leaves, then we are in big trouble. But uh, we believe that. Second thing, I believe that in 2017, a lot of things cha- is changing towards the rec- uh, recognition of e-sport as an, really a kind of sport or at least first-class entertainment, mm-hmm. which is taking over established parts in the, in, in the entertainment world, which are now, uh, placeholders are different sports, basketball or, or ice hockey or anything, you know, mm-hmm. I think eSport will take over a bigger share. Which, the this, this, other aspect is that when you want to reach a male male person between 15 and 25, at least here in Germany, it's difficult because these guys are not watching any television, they are not going to any football clubs, uh, they don't go to, uh, they have, I don't know, they are networking through the internet, and they have also meeting of course normal people, that go to universities, this kind of things, but the major contact they have is through the internet, looking streams, meeting people uh, on, on on the internet. So, for for classic companies, they have to move from normal sport to e-sport to reach these people. And to uh, so I I think that what we discussed, I said okay now. We have on the sport side, on the playing League of Legends side, I think we established good enough. People recognize now that we are an organization with a funny name and pink and doing things different, but still mm-hmm. are having the mind behind to do well and to deliver and to play nice games and also want to win and we want to go towards. And and so that's one part. And the second part is that we, I think now is the time to say, okay, we have to cash in. Uh, otherwise, we can't be competitive. And the philosophy is um, that we want to go further in our way. So we are not, we got enough offers in the last one and a half year to sell the company or sell the spot we don't want so the philosophy is we want to keep our own business we want to be our own boss and what we need we need money it's valid it's normal for every company so what we want to do is to see that we get a share of the sponsorship which will come and with our small organization we are not set up to do this well when you call a company like Company telephone company in Germany. We wrote, which is specialized for young people. And uh, Roman wrote him a letter, and they you get an answer back and saying, okay, please write your letter in German, otherwise we will not answer. But he mm-hmm. he don't speak in German. He spoke yeah. And when you go to a big um, uh, uh, company here with with in Germany you say, oh we are unicorns of love, we are pink, and we do very well in esports. The people say pink I don't like unicorns of love, but <laughs> is that for name esport? Is that a sport? Really? Are any people watching this? And <clears throat> so when you then can so we we need different channel to reach the sponsors. And um, so we, we got a lot of offers already since a year, one and a half year, to work with agencies and we did, but not on an exclusive base. And, but the big ones, of course, wants to do on an exclusive base, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. So you can only say to one guy, do it. And Lagader is also based here in Hamburg and they are the, I don't know if they're really the biggest, but to my opinion, <laughs> they are the biggest <laughs> in the scene. Yeah. And they know exactly what they are doing. And they have uh, a really good name. And uh, they're quite conservative. And that's why it was so attracting for both to go, go for this deal and to have the funny part of the esports, the, <laughs> the unicorns of love, combined with the so solid classical uh, sponsorship management with Lagadère and uh, so we had very short uh, period where we negotiated and came up with a very quick with a contract signed and, and we are happy and I'm absolutely hyped and I think also for general e this is really a big step and I'm quite sure that we are not the only one on Lagadère uh, I think in the next uh, couple of months, a lot of other teams will follow as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is uh, as you said, it's it's a huge move for esports in general. The more big companies like this that get involved and start to understand what it is that's actually going on, you know, all of those you know those conversations of you know what is esports? What do you mean? There's this weird pink team. It just it so mirrors every conversation I've had uh, with people when I'm trying to explain what esports is and why it matters that I cover it. So. I think that's something that uh, people can definitely relate to, and it's nice to see you guys hit that perfect mix of a, a company that's big enough to get you guys what you need and also understands enough of what makes you guys special. Um, and so that kind of brings the, the question that I, you know, I it just I, I hear all these things about, you know fo- you've, you've built this system. you understand now how to succeed in, in eSports. Are we going to see you guys in other games anytime soon? Is this something that could expand, or is this? Are you guys happy with where things are?
2: Um. Y- yes. Uh, yes, and yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. we want to expand, and yes, we are happy where we are. <laughs> um, a- again, this is this step with Lagadere and getting possibly more sponsor money is to establish our philo- philosophy and our independence as company. Mm-hmm. And we we want to grow and the first what we want to do is get in more money to pay our players directly more. No matter if the contracts are running till the end of the year, when I get more access to sponsor money, the first money is going directly to the players, I, w- I will raise the salaries on top of the normal contract they have. Just because I think they should be... um Get what you called the benefits of of having the organization running well, mm-hmm. because they are one of the most biggest assets we have, and and one of the reasons we do well is because they play well. So they should get at at least that bonus. But beside of that, uh, what we would like to do is um, start a second team in the re- German regionals. Mm-hmm. Also to grow talent. I think when you look at the normal sports, um, the players are picked up much earlier by organizations and they get kind of school how to behave, how to do uh, do talks with people like you, how to do interviews, uh, how to handle me, social media, and this kind of things. And I think this is really important for the growth as a, as a player, because when they do, when they are getting too cocky or they are getting too much uh, crazy tweets, this can really harm the own um, own reputation or own own um, career as player. That's one. The second thing is. I believe that players can play much longer as what they're doing on the moment. So also players as Chachi, I still see Chachi play for the next couple of years. I, I hope he will do, but I from possi- I, I think it's possible. It's mm. all depending on about how much they also can outbalance the time in the time they have nothing to do so that they can level the life. And taking over a an, an, an team in the regional um, league here in Germany gives you this opportunity to grow your own talent from the regionals into LCS. And I think this is uh, the regionals in Europe will grow uh, in the next years. In Spanish, in, in Spain, it's already enormous what you see uh, happening on the regional league with. Very high viewerships, tournaments with good uh, viewerships and a lot of sponsor money and I think this will take over to to france uh, to northern europe to to germany and I think with these uh, local leagues it's it 's the foundation that you get enough talents to grow in the l c s and also give companies like us the possibility. To be to work with talents and not always paying the four hundred thousand or two hundred thousand for some players which are on the top and 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 you only have to deal with ten players on the moment when you see in the um, LCS the number of rookies we have in Europe is is enormous, and you have players which are going to the champions series uh because they, they i don't want to say they were left over in the l. c. s but the rookies are taking over more and more jobs from from established players
0: absolutely
1: <laughs> absolutely
2: yeah so for for us as unicorns we would like to to uh, use this. And uh, yeah, we're also looking on the other sports, but it's difficult. CSGO or or COD is, of course, discussable. We know uh, sponsors who doesn't want to do anything with this. And uh, I I know you're big fans of Trump, but (laughs) I don't know what will happen. Uh, I don't know if this will
1: Neither do reaction. we, for the record. Yeah. Just just to yeah. be clear, neither do we. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I, I'm not sure if this will re- give more violent reactions of, throughout the world, and we get more terror and more weird things going on. And, and another couple of actions like we had in Berlin and in France and, and shootings and so on, it's questionable how... Games like CS:GO will be accepted by mainstream uh, companies and and television and 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 newspapers and so on. So this is I I as old guy hesitate to say okay. Beside of that, investing in CS:GO is so enormous, expensive. We can't <laughs> afford. Yeah, we we should we can't. So we are looking. Yes, we're looking at different games as well, but again, I think our focus is more on League of Legends. We will do again step by step. We didn't don't have to prove anybody what we do, and I think a solid growth in on on with a solid financial base is better as as Sucking in now some venture capital money. There is enough money in the world. It's it's very easy to get investors. Very very easy because there's so there's more money uh, to invest as investment projects. So it's it's for people like me with a good good network in in venture capital. It's not very difficult to get another five or ten million, but. very difficult to, to tell them, okay, this will be your revenue, this will be your return of investment, because it's still Wild West, as League of Legends team is very difficult to find revenue, because we have no revenue share sharing of any viewership uh we have uh, limited sponsors a lot of sponsorship is not allowed like like unicorn for instance we <laughs> we can't use a sponsor it's not allowed league of legend any betting also because of the legal sides in in europe it's difficult um, <clears throat> and so to get a return of investment is difficult and when i on the moment have my doubts how should I sell it to people? And, and yeah, and it's different. Yeah. Uh, people of, like Marty see this different, which is okay. I, I, I love Marty, a uh, very sympathetic, very good guy. And, mm-hmm. and he's absolutely doing great with, with the spice organization. And I'm sitting there and wondering, say, oh, the guy has energy and he's doing, and <laughs> yeah, and, and, no, really, I'm admiring one and I'm really admiring his and he's such a nice guy he's yeah. really mm-hmm. a nice guy and uh, we so we come along very well and but I have a different view as he has and and this is fine because when we should have all the same views, it would be difficult <laughs> but on the <coughs> on the moment. I think for the Unicorns, it's better to do our step-by-step, maybe a little bit slower as other teams, but build the brand solid. Also, focus also on the fans. We have a very good fan support. We are also supporting our supporters very well. Uh, when I look in the studio, I'm one of the only owners coming there very regular sitting with the fans together have talks throwing merchandise uh, all kind of stuff to the fans give them for free and um having constant dialogue also with the love hurts crew which is by the way the the first official founded uh, fan club for esports in in yeah. Europe yeah and and this done by themselves it's it's uh, the fans driving us, or we driving the fans? It's very interesting, and I think for us, this is more important. As uh, looking of, it's really, really sure that when the big cake is coming, that our piece of the cake is one millimeter larger as the other ones. I don't know. It's, it's. I don't see it. I, I, I think the success will come automatically, uh, as you can see also with Lagadere. We're we the, the smallest org with the first contract with Lagardere.
0: It's <laughs> You, gotta, you yes. gotta be doing something right if that happens. Yes, you know, I, I poised this question to, to Marty on that show. And since you watched that episode, you, you know it's coming.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't have a team to root for since Gambit left the European LCS. And your heart's in the right place. Everything you've you've said so far makes me want to like you guys more. But final closing argument. Take a minute, minute and a half. Why should I be a fan of the unicorns of love?
2: Uh that's that's a good question. Uh I I let me say first this. I, I think I think for the league, it's enormous important that we have one unicorns of love and one fanatic and one splice and one rocket and giants and and so on. I don't believe it's good when we ha- would have ten unicorns of love or ten times giants or mm-hmm. ten times fanatic <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I think the this is very important and it's very important that you have. Unique teams and organizations. We believe uh, with the unicorns in, in, in a different view on league. I think we, we we looking for our players. Are they fine? Are they nice guys? Do they fit together? Are they intelligent guys? Because they have to deal. With different views. I mean, Sheepy is a very good chess player, and and Chachi is even one of the, I don't know, believe number two thousand something in the world scale, uh, scale in the past. Mm-hmm. You you're dealing with people who is really like to play chess also in in League of Legends. So you have to understand with the ideas is coming. So our team building is different we don't look at and say oh this player is excellent he has number one in his top lane or number one in his jungle we look oh this guy is very promising he's intelligent he could fit in our team and this is how we how our team is play uh, built up I think the results can be seen in the team composition and the way they are game playing and I think when you want to have uh, be a fan of something extraordinary, which is different and will be stay different and will not be sold tomorrow to another company, and will be traditional different, join us, and and when not, join others.
1: <laughs> yeah, what do you think? I like it. Convincing argument. I, I, I mean, this entire episode has been a very convincing
0: <laughs> argument on my side. Listen, you know, we, we've been critical of you in the past. You've admitted it. You haven't always yeah. liked, and the fans have not always liked what we've had to say. And I have to give you guys, if I can only give you guys one thing, which is kind of hard, it's the tenacity. It is that you guys have survived. You have reinvented yourself and you have proven that you deserve to be there just as much as the Fanatics, just as much as the SKs. You're you're not looking up at them anymore. You're on the same level, and you're shaking hands with them, and I'm very excited for not only the players that you have this year, but for the organization this year, especially after winning IEM San Jose. You guys have that first tournament under your belt, and I can only imagine what the second one's going to feel like.
2: Yeah. It's uh, the, when you ask the players, they are not focused on the moment to be the best on the uh, spring split. They're focused on the IM Katojic. They want to to do something on IM Katojic. Mm-hmm. How, fa- how far they will come, we will see. But <laughs> at least they want to give a uh, big fight over there and, and see that they come far at the IEM and not being uh, one of these teams uh, uh, we want to see if we can at least at least upset the Koreans one time
1: I I know there are a lot of Western fans who would love to see that I think uh, you know, if Mark Cuban called uh, League of Legends once four dimensional chess against the world, uh, you guys are certainly uh, the epitome of that in terms of uh, how you try to game plan these things. And I'm tired of trying to bet against you guys. I'm done. I-, I did it for two years, just assuming like, well, they can't keep getting away with this. They can't keep rotating new players in and every single one of them lands and then does port- like it can't keep happening. It does keep happening. I've embraced it. I I uh, I've embraced the rainbow I I think Walter may have very much done the same after this episode and Yos, thank you so much uh, for for coming on uh, any last word to the the fans on your way out
2: uh, generally not only for our fans uh, be more patience with teams yeah they need the time to adjust and uh, Be a little bit more patient. The young people, they have to find together, and then you will see teams doing much better as expected. And you also can see how hard they're working. It's it's more respect for a little bit more respect for the hard work. And uh, things can go wrong. It's happening. Uh, But this doesn't mean that the people behind are not hard workers. So generally... When I see all the Reddit commands and all these, I, uh, generally internet nowadays, c- people are, can be very, very harsh. Dim it, be a little bit more patient, and you will see wonder, wonders happening. Yeah. And, and the same with the unicorns. We
1: took, took our time, but we are climbing higher and higher. Well, hopefully the internet lets a little bit of love in their hearts rather than the negativity that you, you just mentioned there. Uh, and hopefully you guys loved the podcast. If you did, you should definitely uh, subscribe. You know We've got that nice YouTube channel down there. You can hit that subscribe button. Uh, obviously, soundcloud.com slash esportsroughdrafts for the audio versions if you prefer those. And, uh, of course, you can find us on social media. Uh, I'm at Red Shirt King. Walter, where can the nice people at home find you? You guys can find me at C-H-E-D-E-S underscore L-O-L. And, uh, Yos, where can people find you if they want to hear all about, uh, your musings as the season goes on?
2: Uh, I'm best, best UL dad at Twitter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, thanks for inviting me and having you having me at your show. It was okay. really nice. Of
1: course. Thank Absolutely. you so much for coming on. Uh, And uh, that's going to be it for this episode. Come back uh, later this week. We're going to be doing the uh, week three Guess the Lines like we always do for uh, your week four Guess the Lines, I should say, uh, for North America and Europe. So until then, goodbye, Internet. Hey there, C-80s here.
0: Thanks for checking out the podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, consider supporting us at www.patreon.com backslash pod. For just a dollar a month, you can join your fellow listeners in our patron-only Discord channel and help keep the content coming, or join our VIP club where a dollar a show or eight bucks a month gets you first priority on all patron content like our patron-only Q&As. And check us out on all of our social media, Twitter, at Pod facebook.com backslash rough drafts pod soundcloud.com backslash esports rough drafts as well as on itunes and youtube by just searching for the rough drafts podcast thanks for listening and goodbye internet